Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am always happy to be here with you and you can always send me a voice message and ask a question, suggest a guest, pick a topic. It will be in the show notes, so just look out for those or send an email to 13th Avenue Media at gmail.com. That's spelled out 13th Avenue is spelled out media at gmail.com. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and we are going to be talking about suicide. So please, if you are in need of help, reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. We need you here with us. Well, my name is Anna Gleibrecke, or in, in, that's the American way, Anna Gleibrecke, or Anne Jill Brecke. Um, I am uh, 59 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. You look amazing. Likewise. Thank you. <laughs> I keep young by wor- working with young people. That's kind of like the trick. Mm-hmm. I have a 17-year-old daughter and, uh, well, two and had three other children. And just being, being a little childish and being unafraid and curious on life is, I think that's one of the main things. And being thankful. Yeah. I don't know how deep we're going to go straight away, but girl, that, that you was my age. your beautiful story. And I get to share your heart and your world with the, whoever's going to watch this. That's what we're here for. I mean, uh, it's like once you pass that bridge of deciding to be open and not care anymore about how you look to other people, but more the burning desire of helping, then it doesn't matter. You can ask me anything. It's too bad. I'll just say no. That that one I don't want to answer. But but it's 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 like freeing to be able to speak from my heart and sincere and don't have to pretend in any way. It's it's a relief. It's liberating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In 2016, I decided to go to college, and it wasn't just my idea. It was uh, one of my close family friend's idea. She needed to go to college and she didn't want to go alone. And I said, I'll join you. So that was one of the crazy things that started the, the Tampa experience. And for me, it lasted for a year and a half, living in a one room apartment with two girls, which was wonderful. And uh, I got to go back to college and I loved to go to school. And in this college, I heard about this Dr. Gold and Professor Curley. That was the only names I knew about this college. And I thought, Okay, so we'll try to join as many classes with them as possible because we want to do entrepreneurship. We want to see how people can start a business in the States. That's how it started. And these two, the couple, they start, um, the two professors, they are awesome in having all kinds of uh, events that they took us with because they wanted the, uh, the teaching to be very practical. I felt this great connection with you. I loved, of course, I love, I love anybody that is doing something daring. And I loved anybody. I always love when people have the courage to ask for help or ask for what they want. And you were just, you know, you were just bold. You were like, you were like, I want to learn about what you're doing. And I want to learn about media. And can I come and like film you? And I was like, 
Yeah, sure. In the meet, meet the Neighbors, you said, you just keep giving out. Because I said, how do you get all these people? How do you get into so many things? How do you, how do you expand your business the way you're doing? I mean, you're just succeeding everywhere. I asked you something like that. And you said, I just keep giving. Because I think, you know, part of what I've been trained to do and the universe will always bring it back. So I love the way that it's not calculating. I will give you this if you will do that for me. It's always like, just keep pushing it out. You know, at one point it will come back to you, but that's not the goal. Just the goal is just be there. And if you have something to give, just give it away. Yeah. Like So anyway, it's August 11th. I record the podcast um, and I get a Facebook message from you. So why don't you, I'll help you through it. We've already cried together uh, physically. We can do it through Zoom too. You got your tissues. Um, and you sent me this message that took my breath away. And now been t- my breath has been taken away quite a bit lately. Oh. It's a very tough time right now for the world. And I think that we all need to come together, right? And I'm, so go ahead and tell them because I don't know how we're gonna get through this. I don't either, but um, well, the, the short story is uh, I have four kids, only one son and he was 27 years old and he was the happiest kid ever. He was like a social super connector he knew everybody and he would always help everybody. So he was like a happy kid. And uh, his name was Thomas. He was like uh, in his best years right now. He loved his job. He was like escalating like this in his company. He was working at the head office and he was like a prospect to one of the leader jobs. And just everything was going his way. He lived in the capital in Oslo, which is about like three hours away from here. Uh, with his best friend from growing up since ever. And they were just like, so his, his sister, one of his sisters said, I want your life, Thomas, because you're just, you're just enjoying your life so much. Mm-hmm. It was always happy. So he came to visit in the July. He went to visit all of us and he stayed the night and we talked about everything. And he wanted, he always had exciting things to talk about. Uh, so we were talking about life and death and heaven and what we believed in and everything. And it was like, it was great. We had the wonderful talk in the end of July. And then he'd, he'd been to all his sisters and even went out to an island to find his other sister. And we had no idea about what was to come. So on uh, at 10, 10.08 on um, August 9th, 2019, I was in a... I do similar work with uh, Sharon, not as well, but I do a lot of television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had a crew of, I think we were like seven or nine people sitting there. We were gonna actually, we had the, the press passes. We were so proud. We had the sweaters, all our gear ready to go to this, this big event. And we're gonna interview the prime minister of Norway, which is pretty big to get that. Ooh. We were so exciting. We were sitting there getting ready. And I, I heard a little beep on my phone. And uh, I saw there was a the mail from my son and it started with, I'm sorry. So I just said, I'm, I'm just going to check what this is. So I had no idea other than maybe he's like short of cash or maybe something happened that he needs his mama. So I started reading and it just started, I froze. I was in a shopping mall and I just stood there and I, I read this mail from this boy who just said, I'm so sorry to tell you this way, but I just can't go on anymore. And it was like, what, what is it that's so difficult? It's like, what do you can't go on? Do you, do you need to move back? What, what is it? It's like, so I only read half the mail 
before I understood he's really, really hurting. There's something crazy wrong here. So I called his, uh, the guy that he was living with, his best friend, and uh, I just told him this letter. And uh, he said, uh, I'm going back home right away. He hasn't been feeling well for a couple of days, but I'm, I'm just going to go home and check on him. So he went straight back. And then I called my daughter and she had this search thing. So he found him right away. And she said, he's not at home. So she called the ambulance, the police, everything. And uh, I'd read, finished the letter by then. And I realized that he was saying goodbye, which was awful. It was a beautiful letter that he had uh, pre-done pre on his notes. So it was like just copy paste. So probably when he gave it to me, he just went ahead and ended his life right there. So that was like such a great shock. Yeah. I mean, I, Let's take I, a I don't have words. <laughs> I know. I want to take a breath with you for just a minute because um, and honor the, uh, the unbelievable feeling that you must have had and still have to this day talking about it and feeling it. Um, so I don't, I, I almost feel like every time I say take a breath, it's like, say a prayer. Yeah. Let's just say a prayer. So um, that news is just, I can't even imagine. And I know that you didn't know anything about me except for no. me business. Just being a very successful business. Lady. I know that I would, when you hear somebody else that has lost a child, that all of the things that you say about Thomas, all the things that you have always said, uh, I would have never known he had this great life. It, it's so common. It's, 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 it's so common that it shouldn't be common, right? Mm -hmm. That's the scariest part of the whole thing. Yeah. Why don't they say it? Why don't they talk? Because yeah. it's, it's, yeah, you go ahead. You know, I think that the reason that we reconnected so much was you, so you were, you started listening to the reading of my book on the podcast. Yes. And I remember re like, you know, when you release a book, which I'm sure I can't wait to get to talk about some of the good stuff, but we have to get through the hard stuff to get to the really great stuff that such is life. You didn't know, and you probably felt some identification about maybe how Thomas was feeling because I, I went into it a little bit about mm -hmm. how I suffered from my depression and how I couldn't talk about it. The one thing that you, everybody knows you as this very happy person and you hate this other part of you. That's, it doesn't connect with who everybody thinks you are because it feels like maybe fraud, I think. Yes. That they don't know me, who I really am. And I can't talk about it. Even if I want to, I can't tell anybody about it because I can't live with myself if they know. Or yes. maybe, I don't know if it's a fear. If, if I show my real self, maybe people won't love me or they will just, ah. Uh. Well, I fell into a depression. I no longer... I didn't know who I was. I was, I, I, I was like, where did I go? And why can't she come back? You lost yourself in there? Oh, totally. Like I could put up the facade. I was still, you know, I was like, all right, I'll drag myself out of bed. I was suffering from a lot of trauma every time I was trying to get sober because now I'm in my mind, mm -hmm. but I've put all these chemicals in my brain and I don't, 
I can't think straight anymore. So when I don't have them, when I didn't have the drugs and alcohol was every time I fell into a depression. Thinking that I was a burden. I was, you know, that's why it always kills me when I hear people say that it is so selfish for somebody to die by suicide. I know that takes yeah. your breath away because you read that letter. I have no idea what's in that letter and I'm quite sure. Uh, the, he, uh, he even said it himself. I know that it's selfish to do this, but I know it's like uh, some people have told me that I think this is the one time in his life that he actually was able to think about himself, but he's because he couldn't do it anymore. And he said he, he, the reason he hadn't done it before was because of the love that was around him and everybody he loved so much. But the pain was like just growing worse and worse and worse. And this was his only solution out, which is terrible. But I wish it wasn't an option. And in one way, it's like you understand this terrible pain. It's not like a suicide we want to do to hurt people. It's like, just get me out of this terrible pain. I can't stand it anymore. That's, that's how I understood him. Well, I felt you know, it's, oh, it's, it was the only hope for me was to Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. Leave the earth. Now saying that out loud today, right? It's 25 years later that I felt that way. You want one? I do. Give me a virtual tissue. Please. <laughs> but really, every time I hear about somebody that has died by suicide, I thank God that they are out of pain. Because I identify with the pain. It doesn't make it easier <laughs> for you, that's for sure. You know, there's this really great podcast I'm going to tell you about right now that I've been sending to people that are in my life that. I know have lost a child, especially. His name is, is David Kessler. And he's the one that's talking about grief and talking about how you should feel or could feel. And then his son dies. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And he said so many things that were like, you can't, no matter what, no matter if you were, say, say you said you were grateful that Thomas is out of pain, you would prefer to have him here more than anything else in the world. Of course. So it's like, if I'm going to integrate this at all into how we're feeling right now as a world, as a globe, no matter what, if, if I was to say, well, everybody, you should wake up and exercise and meditate like I do and help somebody else and you'll feel great. Well, I'm quite sure somebody... Don't you experience that people, they, can I say cut the crap? 
You can say shit. Well, anyway, it's like, that's, that's <laughs> what I felt, especially after writing the book. And as I know your own life, when you've been so open with what you've struggled with, then people say, hi, Sharon, how are you? And then your next sentence is, I read your book and this is, uh, this is my worst thing. Yeah. I mean, instead of talking about all kinds of things that don't, don't really matter, it feels like people are ripping off their heart and just yeah. telling you their, their worst yes. life. And it feels good to them. And it, it's good to me too. It's like they trust you. Yes. I think it's so valuable, even that you're writing your book and then one more. I don't even know what that's about, but I just, wow. Well, well, thanks. But this is about you. So I want to talk about your book because I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy and I I want to get my hands on it and all of the things. But (laughs) before we get there, um, you can't, you have no idea what anybody else is going through. That's true. You need not judge anybody. No. And if, if anything comes out of having such a horrible experience of things that we have, being through the things, it's like you, you get humble. You don't judge people anymore. I mean, I have no right to judge anybody. I haven't been in their shoes. So it's more like, okay, people act rudely or whatever they do. I just think, okay, this is where you are. You must be really hurting to act like this. Yes. Because and this is yeah. where you are right now. You can't expect people to be somewhere else Yes. You just have to, this is where you are right now. Let me talk to you where you are right now. Yes. It really does give you a great sense of empathy and lack of judgment for others when you have endured your own pain and overcome your own adversity. It's, um, it's kind of unbelievable that you get to open yourself up. We are blessed that we've told that story and given somebody the grace to share their pain with us. That's true. You just give hope to that one person. That's it. That's worth all of it. And, and what we see is like, it's, it's a lot more than one. And that is like the most giving thing in the middle of your own pain. Yeah. The fact that actually you can ease somebody else's pain or give them hope for people who had given up or yeah. were in total despair, that your book brought me hope, even though I cried through the whole book your book really made a difference to me. And it's like, that's worth it all. Right, you said to me, everything was worth it because knowing that I brought you a small amount of peace. You did. But the timing was so crazy right then. You were sitting at the hotel and I was watching you online and then my son passed away and I couldn't read anything, I couldn't see anything. But then you know, like three days later, you had recorded your book. I didn't, had no idea what you went through, but it was like, that was almost the only thing I could listen to. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't, I couldn't be out with people. I just mm-hmm. cried and listened. Huh, so, girl, we were brought together for a reason. You, know, know. you can't, you can't quit. You can't, as they say, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't. So, Get away the ugly tears for a moment and bring this to today. I think they're beautiful. Let me see. Yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) Look up, child. Look up, child. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Throw it out there. All right. So now you're like, I'm going to write a book. And I'm like, you're going to write about this. So tell everybody what you did. 
Well, um, I woke up one morning. I was staying with my oldest daughter uh, because we could, we had to stay together after all this stuff was going on. And um, I woke up day after day with this thing, write the book in English. Cause that's how I feel that, you know, God talks to me. My dad was born in New York. I've always liked English. Oh, right. <laughs> or American. Anyway, I just write the book. And I said, write the book. My life is a mess. I don't even know if I can write my signature anywhere. What do you mean? Like write the book. And I kept hearing it. And this was in the middle of the process, the first few days after. And I just uh, listened to your book and I just wrote you and I said, I think I'm supposed to write a book. I don't know what it's, I didn't really know that it was about the suicide and about Thomas. I, I just knew I, I was supposed to write a book. And yeah. you were just typical Sharon. You just said, do it. I'll give you all the material. Here's the layout. This is the person I talked to here. And this is how you can do that. And this is how you can get the cover. And this is how you can, it's like, okay, I have no excuse now. Mm. so and you said write it in five days and it's like I just copied everything I said my mind's not working at all yes you don't need to reinvent the wheel you just you need don't to wheel your you own a good friend who succeeded in something just follow it I'm not I'm not I don't not but I know, just copy but, but let me works? yeah but I think that there's a, this little like people feel bad when they you know listen I love Gary V. I tell everybody, don't listen to me, listen to him. I don't give a shit. I just want you to do, right? And I, yeah. when I opened a night division at the last practice I was in, I followed somebody else's model, but I made it my own. <laughs> <laughs> but you make it your own and you made yes. it your own. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, you are a light to the world. So I was like, I, I remember turning to Rob reading your, um, your message to me. And I go, she's going to write a book. Like I'm crying, right? Telling him, I'm like, she's going to write the book. And then she's going to talk about what happened to her and her kids and, and life after this and, and how you're going to heal with others, right? Because we need community. That's true. We need each other. We, we definitely do. And it's like, it's, it's, I could feel when I was standing there because I started writing the book about four weeks after, I think, or a few Amazing. weeks. Yeah, three it to four weeks. Twenty-five years. You were like, I'm doing it. Four days later, you're amazing. You're amazing. But I, I mean, if you could do it, I said I can do it. If she can do it in five days. I'll do it in five days. I don't want to put because some people say, uh, one day I'm going to do this, and one day I'm, it's like, I'm like, if, if I'm going to do it now. I can't do anything anyway because my mind's not working. I'm crying all the time. So I might as well just dug, dig into this. And that's part of, I guess, part of the life that I've lived before. With I've had quite a few traumatic experiences yes. and tragedies ha happening in our family. And I've just used the, the band-aid, ripped the band-aid off. Yeah. So that's what I felt like too. I have to go through all these stages and it just seems so boring. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. I, I, or hide. I, I just, I picture this big hole, black, black hole that I could just jump into in self-pity and everybody would understand. No, you can't work. You have to be there. You have to stay just at home. Don't go out by people because you're crying. But I felt this, I felt the urge of writing the book. And yeah. so you said five days. So I blocked myself. I had to find a nice place. I don't even remember where I was. Good. To be sincere, I have no idea where I wrote it. 
I get that. It's like a blackout you go into. It's a blackout, total yeah. blackout. Mm -hmm. But I sat down and I wrote most of the book in five days. Nice. I ate, I cried, I slept a little bit, but and then I just wrote and wrote and wrote. Twelve, March twelfth. Yeah. So well, you're having a virtual book launch here, right here in the United States of America, right here in Tampa that's Bay. Nice. So so all your viewers. Let me see the book. Show everybody the book. Let me see the book. Here it is. All right. Tell everybody what that means. That is um, American. That's my name, which is really, really difficult to. Yeah. And it says uh, losing a son in suicide. And then the subtitle is the boy who always smiled, Let's which is like the back is a picture of me and Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, a short story of, of uh, what happened. Very short. And it's not a very thick book. And it's yeah. like when, 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 my, when my editor, because I, I hired a guy just to go through it and, you know, wash the language and, and, uh, and I, inside, I needed to have breathing space. Yeah. You see how it is? Because he had, the first thing he said, you can't, you can't have all the space. And I said, I need it. And mm -hmm. so many people have told me, it's such a good book. I've read, I've had to have 10 days to read this little book because I needed breaks because it was so rough all the people that knew my son so that's that's why i i need to breathe in english? i'm sure they do too huh is it in english i'm i'm sort of thinking of starting um trans i have when i was in the states uh, in january i started um translating it but then i've been working crazy hours so I'm pulling for us here in tampa bay what do you think that andy and beth don't want to read that Dr. Gold no, and they will. from HCC, we want this book. Okay. Point taken. I will do it then. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I don't have a New York purse. I have to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing is very, very healthy for you. You win. I win? I don't even know. So don't forget. If you mention that you have seen the show or listened to the podcast, Thai Technology, three months for free. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We would love it if you subscribed. This way you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which in fact are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please feel free to leave a review. It really helps us and we appreciate your support. Thank you.